Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Subway, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. All right. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Mm, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. You know how we say it on the show, you know, how are you doing? How, how, How is it at your end? Well, I'm cool where I am. You know, I'm cool. Yes, it's been wonderful, a beautiful day for me here, work-wise and what have you. Yes. Yeah, today I have something very special, you know, uh, someone special. And we're going to be talking about something special. Yes. What is it you're wondering? It's already in front of you. Platformerization. Yes. You know, we live in a dispensation of... Uh, uh, where technology has taken work to another level, another dimension, and now we we see us operating in borderless, you know, uh, solutions. So people are now like getting used to it and all that. Mm, yes, I have some word. His name is Simone Chichero. Yes, he will be discussing that with me. Where is he? You're wondering. I will bring him on now. Yes. Hello, Simone. <laughs> How are you doing? Hi. Let me greet you the way the Italians will greet. Ciao, Simone. Come stai? Molto bene, molto bene. Grazie. Grazie, grazie. <laughs> Good. Yes. So, Simone is joining us uh, all the way from Rome. So, how are you, Simone? What's it like in Rome today? It's uh, rainy. Uh, not, near, not really Rome. It's uh, Fascati, a small town oh, uh, near Rome, okay. just uh, 15 minutes out. And uh, it's raining, but uh, fine. It's, it's great because it's the third day of uh, holiday because we had a bank holiday. Bank holidays. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's wonderful. So, who is Simone Ticero? Let's meet Simone Ticero. Who is he? Oh, wow. Do you, do you want the, the, the short or the long? <laughs> I, I, need short, I need the short version now. The short version okay. is Simone Ticero. Okay. Simone is, uh, is the CEO of Bandlers that uh, is the company basically developing and uh, and uh, evolving uh, a, ser- a series of tools, uh, design tools that uh, people can use to basically invent business models uh, and uh, organizations uh, in a way that fits with the, um, the thing you were talking about, you know, this platformization, the age of networks. Uh, so that's what we do basically, and that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm the CEO of this company because I, I created the toolkit, uh, the original platform design toolkit, uh, now seven years ago. And you know, if you look a little bit long, longer term, I was working in open source for probably something like 20 years now. Uh, first with software, then hardware, then organizations, and, and then ended up with platforms. Wow. Now, what? what Given from what you have said, now you've been in this for like, uh, like you said, seven years. There about, you know, that that tells me you've come a long way, you know, in all of this. What informed you about platformerization? Mm-hmm. 
the boundaryless solutions? What informed that? Hmm. I mean, as I said, I was working with um, open source software for a while, and uh, essentially, I, I, I was always about trying to convince companies that uh, collaborative uh, models of, of business and production were much more powerful than just uh, centralizing everything inside your organization. And, and in the last 20 years, we have witnessed and lived through some massive shifts in terms of how we interact with each other. And if you think about, you know, web 2.0 first and early 2000s and then the mobile revolution. And I was working in telco. Uh, Basically, I was doing strategy for telcos and uh, that, that industry was really transformed by this idea of platforms and ecosystems. You know, you can think of what Apple has been doing and then Google with Android and all these changes that we have we have been living and uh, I've been kind of chronicling this for the for a good part of the last 15 20 years and uh, as you said seven years ago I, I kind of tried to model it in a way that was easy for people to try to relate with so all, all my work has always been about you know making it easy for people to engage with these things which normally one could think of as very complex and they are but uh, they are also very pervasive. So the point that we are living now is everybody needs to deal with this because this is how we create value, how we interact with each other in a uh, technology-powered society, which is essentially what we're living now. And this opens up lots more questions on on the role of technology in in how it shapes us as a society and, and humans. Yeah, you know that brings me to that. I was about saying that, but you just took it out of my mouth now. So, with, with what we have currently, you know, playing out in our society, how do you think we can embrace this boundaryless solutions, working on platforms? How best can we approach it? Mm-hmm. Well. I'm afraid we don't have any answer yet uh, because we come from, uh, you know, at least a century of industrial industrialization where exactly. basically we, we, we are kind of waking up to the reality mm-hmm. of the, the things going much more complex than we could handle with our minds. And uh, now everything is requiring us to you know, really question the way we live and the way we relate with technologies and, and thinking uh, and, and doing in the world. Uh, so it's hard to say as gonna, what is going to happen. But uh, for sure, we're living an age of, um, I think, uh, well, essentially, uh, next, a nexus between two, two ages or in general, a point of no return, something that uh, it's a singularity we're living uh, it's, it's a singularity from the ecological perspective. Everything which that is happening in real time, uh, we're seeing and we're living, is a, a kind of singularity in terms of uh, technology because we are living uh, uh, the transition, let's say, between the world of markets and the world of networks. Uh, so essentially transcending the idea of markets as a way to organize everything. You know, we're going to transcend it into networks, much more variety. And, uh, and also, of course, um, uh, a singularity in terms of, uh, you know, our society and our our ways of organizing. Uh, I think this is what we're looking we're looking into. Now, considering what your solutions bring it in is uh, going to the office, you know, staying within a certain uh, what have you? How do you introduce this 
uh, would I say, philosophy or mindset into the traditional way of working so that we will embrace it and more or less grow into it. How do you think we can achieve that? Mm-hmm. I mean, part of this is going to be about um, essentially uh, existing incumbents, mm-hmm. most likely, like incumbent institutions, I would say. You know, they will restructure themselves about the corporate world and the government uh, world that will kind of rating themselves, you know, and uh, they need to remain relevant in a world that otherwise makes them very relevant very quickly. So that's one thing, you know, the question question is how do the institutions we understand evolve? Uh, at the same time, uh, we are seeing, um, I would say, an emergence of a complete uh, unbundling of the Fordist bundle. You know? So essentially now it's possible to do enterprising in a much more simple way. You don't need a structure. You, you can just click and create infrastructure on the internet and cloud and, and leverage on super powerful technologies and do lots of work and connect with these uh, distributed infrastructures and companies that are making you know the real world much more accessible through APIs and, and, and you know services. Think of, for example, what Flexport is doing in logistics, for example, or what thousands of other companies are doing everywhere now so this thing but at the same time that there is a, a massive uh, need to rethink some basic elements of our society like how do we produce food for example or how do we produce welfare or education uh, in a way that is much more plural much more distributed uh, i mean this infrastructure this educational food production, energy production, small-scale logistics, all this infrastructure, this civic infrastructure, we have to completely reinvent on a new basis. That is a basis of uh, collaborative entrepreneurship. So it's about how do we invest our money as, as, a, as a community, our energy, money, and, and capabilities into building a more resilient systems, a more, uh, I would say, more positive systems, more... Uh, systems that look to enable a much broader thesis of human development than we used to before this singularity we're talking about. So, and that part of the economy, that part is really unclear now from, from two points of view. I think we see the potential in the technology with the blockchains and all these things, but we don't see yet the potential in the capabilities to rebuild this world uh, in a much more collaborative way. We, we don't know how to take decisions between each other in communities. We don't know how to organize. We are not used to this type of interactions and relating with each other in these profound ways as as common entrepreneurs that um, that I think this will take time. And will take time, hopefully, starting from how do we educate our kids. Unfortunately, as you know, we do not much have much time because of what's happening. But at the same time, I think there's no no really shortcut you know, to reinvent this uh, texture of how we, how we live together as communities. Yeah, you, you, you keep taking that word out of my mouth each time. It's like, you answer and my questions are within your answer. Because I was about saying, our children, you know, how do we get this across to our children? That talks about education, the general way of learning, what we are used to. How do we uh, have this uh, would I call it principles permeate into that space so that they will better appreciate it in as much as we also appreciate it. 
how mm. yes you, you know now we heard about facebook recently some few days ago talked about the change of name and scaling up yeah meta. meta yes what do you have to say about meta what is the game changer there bringing in a meta well there could be a lot to say about meta i think on one side i'm fascinated mm-hmm. by this complete uh, componentization and abstractization of, of you know how we interact digitally and i don't think facebook can stop for example what is coming from the crypto space so either mm-hmm. they embrace it with a much more decentralized way of you know interacting and much more transparency mm-hmm. but i don't know if this is going to happen it's a bit like with incumbents you know how mm-hmm. are, are they going to transform i don't know hopefully yes based on the leadership but uh it's very hard to think about this maybe facebook and twitter can do that because they are still founder led uh, the much more legit legitimacy in what jack dorsey or, or, or zuck uh, say about their companies so but there's so much in, entrenched interest that I'm, I, i don't see that they can really become this new open borderless spaces of interaction that we're thinking about in terms of this digital virtual space uh, experience yeah. in, in in terms of you know remote experiences i think there's a lot that is very good uh, in terms of for example not having to travel or uh, you know being here in your community but also being able to connect emotionally with many others all over the world without having to take a plane and go there you know because for example i would love to be back in in my travel uh, i would yeah. say uh, to the seaside and all that Yeah, but you know, I, I since three years I, I stopped flying as much as possible because I kind of recognized that our world cannot sustain these lifestyles. So yeah. why why not? Why not the metaverse? You know, to be I don't know having a walk on my on my preferred beach in in Fuerteventura, you know, without having to spend so much <laughs> uh, CO2 to get there. But on the other side, I, I think we have to recognize that. Um, you know this this kind of relationship we have with technology that we have to become uh disconnected intentionally from technology from okay. this type of ways to interact with reality because this prevents us from uh, staying present in the in the convivial moment with you know in this joyful way of relating with each other as uh, Yiddish yeah. used to yeah. say you know that is the core of how, how we remain uh, humans exactly exactly yeah. now Can you give me what I see a helicopter view of the metaverse? What do you think? How how would the metaverse be? What it, what would it look like? The metaverse. It's really hard to say because if you look at what's happening in crypto, it's just mind blowing. You never think about anything like like you know, for example, loot or Axe Infinity. These crazy things that are happening in the in the crypto space. Uh, so you know, for example, things such as Playtware. So a lot of this is going to be about playing, of course. Uh, okay. But it could also be about uh, changing your environment. So, uh, for example, I don't know. I, I, I want to live a different day, and, and I, I want to see the, the sea. Uh, sorry, I want to see the sun, even if it's raining. Yeah. So. You so just, I think you just, you just wear your glasses and and you switch it to the sunny day. Why not? Uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, you don't know because uh, this goes, I think, into this kind of 
evolution of the human thinking and culture that goes into completely pointless and wasteful things just because yeah. this, this is how we express each other. You know that uh, I have this conviction that, uh, uh, you know, if you look into information theory, Uh, how much how much it costs you to express a certain signal you know the cost that you bear to express a certain signal it makes it significant yeah. so so essentially this idea of wasting um, energy or, or you know creative energy in such crazy things it may be that we want to carry more signal uh, mm. with those with those elements so I really don't know it's hard to predict I mean there are tons of practical applications you know in terms as I said you know not traveling and also work related stuff but uh, you know being doing an intervention as a as a, as a surgeon even mm-hmm. if you're not there as if, if you were there with your with your patient and your colleagues I, I think that's gonna make a difference a huge difference a huge difference now can we a little shift now from Not from, actually, like building on what you have said now, bringing it into the human resources space. How do we, how do we implement or bring in borderless solutions, you know, into the human resource practice? How do we, how do we achieve that? I mean, I think HR today is really living through kind of a watershed moment, you know, because uh, we really see that uh, the firm is, you know, everything that was about HR, it's kind of melting out. Yes. Like, you know, benefits or uh, uh, lear- tra- learning or, mm-hmm. I don't know, finding finding a job. All these yeah. things are, are kind of becoming, you know, melted into the network. There are tons of services, opportunities abound. LinkedIn just last week released this jig economy uh, mm-hmm. platform. We are, we are going through this idea of the great, the great resign the mm. great resignation lots of people mm. dropping their jobs because they don't want to get back to the office and I think uh, because I felt what does it mean to live embedded inside your family or your community and they kind of feel like this is how you should live you know much more present and and, and it's like we we smell we smell the the hand of industri- industrialism and mm. now it seems that we, we need to go back instead of just using this as a very first step of a uh, profound rethinking of what does work and, and, and creating value in society look like. And, yeah. and, 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 and now I see this conflict. You know, HR saying, you know, you need to go back to the office, uh, which is crazy. And I think sh- instead, HR should really about, I think, embrace one thing now, that we have to figure out how to uh, create a pure, plural uh, human development thesis inside okay. organizations. So how do we make it plural for everybody to be able to show up and create value without uh, just saying, you know, I, I, I don't want to do this work. This work is, 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 I don't know, it's something that I can drop on, onto each other's, uh, onto some, some other person's shoulder. No, it's much different. No, it's about creating these spaces and, and, and where everybody can participate and genuinely being excited about this and not just thinking about this as a, I mean, a boring version of our entrepreneurialism that we have been living through in the last, uh, in the last uh, decades. And, and of course, 
and, and, and of course, this is going to be about what we were talking about. It's going to be about our education, our welfare, our energy, our agriculture, because if it's not, it's going to be a big deal. Because if we stay disconnected from our fundamentals of our, of our economy, we stay disconnected from our emotions, if we, if we continue with this crazy idea that work can be one thing and producing value in a kind of organized society is one thing and then I go back and I consume, that's going to be tragic because there's no way that uh, COP26 solves climate change. For example, this is pretty pointless. It's not, n- never good. It's going to come top bottom. Uh-huh. Never. So if we really have to do it bottom up, this is going to be about us and how we yeah. make things salient in, in our lives. Awesome. Titero, guys, we've been discussing with Simone Titero on, you know, platformerization and boundaryless solutions going forward, looking at the world we live in today. Amazing thoughts he's been dropping here and there. You know, amazing. Yes, Titero, before I let you go, because I know you have to catch up with family and all that, what are you up to? What are you up to, say, in the next four or five years? on the platform now as in Romania, what are you up to? I mean, I think, again, two two things. One thing is, uh, if you ask me, you know, the more rational part of myself, the more disembodied, I'm more into building this, now into this building, this methodology and softwares to allow organizations to do this borderless collaboration that you, you speak about. So when, when you increasingly said this, you know, during the podcast, I think you're totally right. One thing that we're going to see is, you know, this horizontalization of the economy. We're going to stop having this siloed, vertical, centralized thing, and everything is going to melt into an, an horizontal network. What does it mean? Of course, it means that uh, you need much more di- diverse interactions with platforms, and not just consuming what they give you, or, or just producing on the other side as a supplier, but it's much more about, okay, designing those things, running those things in a much more diverse and distributed way. So, for example, platform for, I don't know, education, that we need to be much more also owned by the people and run by the people and, and you know, this kind of thing, uh, much, much broader responsibility for us to participate. So one thing is designing these things, and we are launching hopefully this year, a project called EMCOS that is essentially about building a network of contracting between organizations and inside organizations. So we have this thesis that organizations are uh, unbundling into small teams and we want to basically create this layer to let these small teams commit with each other and uh, uh, create value together and distribute upsides in terms of, of course, profits and so on. And we're also, of course, trying to work into understanding how does how does this deal with, uh, for example, uh, creating local money. I don't know. This is something we, we're going to think about. I was, I was, I'm, I'm really exploring this with so many people these very days. Uh, so, so that this organizational innovation doesn't just remain purely a, a, an organi- a, a business corporate technology, but it's, it's really become something that everybody can use and communities and new constituents can use. So that's one thing. And the other thing is re-entangling my, my contribution into my community and my, and my networks. I mean, the idea to become much more about investing and to building wealth locally, possibly, instead of just, you know, consulting, for example, that I've been doing for a lot of time. 
So this embodiment, this way to, you know, start to, to mind about my business, I think okay. that this is going to be my, my next, uh, my next uh, st stage on, 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 on another point of view. I mean, just to close this nice conversation we had, I think I want to quote John Orman again that uh, uh, opened my eyes about this idea that if you really want to fix the big thing, you know, you cannot really fix it. You have to fix your small thing first. And, and then possibly, if you're lucky, the big thing uh, gets along, you know, because we everybody looks into this, his, his own, her own small thing, a family, a community, a, a business, a, a investments, and so on. Awesome. Oh, my. It's been a wonderful, wonderful discussion with Simone. I'm just getting new ideas about borderless solutions and uh, uh, platformization and collaboration and what have you. Simone, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for uh, obliging, you know, this request. I'm coming on uh, the World Cafe to share with us. I hope you will. Uh, give us a second chance when we call on you again to come on and let's discuss more to see the progress you have made in this in this area before i let you go how do you say it in italian how do you say goodbye i want you to say goodbye to the audience in your own little way uh, buonanotte because it's night so buonanotte uh, have a good night and uh, and talk to you as, at the soonest I mean it was a pleasure for me and it's always great to have uh, uh, these chats with uh, with genuine people like you and, and genuine uh, audiences so I'm uh, looking forward to engage with all the listeners grazie Simone grazie all right people I have to let you go now you know how we do it on the show Till we come your way again. Yes, my name is Amagri. Amagri is away. Bye for now. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Before we sign off, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the World Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amacrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amacri is A M A C H R O E E. G-A-R-I-B-A-L-D-I at gmail.com Yeah, and uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Hearts and time it has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights Online Bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.